What's up? Ow. Can you not start the pod by slamming the mic? I'm (laughs) sorry. Hi. What's up? Welcome to another couch date episode. 25. 25. What does 25 mean? I don't know. Is that like... Do do, do numbers have meanings after 20? Hmm. I don't know. Anyway, while you're Googling that, um, I had subject I wanted to talk about. Ooh. Um, first of all, we left off the last podcast and you were talking about how you feel that... Whoa. Wait, okay. The number 25... Okay. ...symbolizes in the Bible grace upon grace. Wow. So, grace upon grace to y'all. Is five grace? What's grace? So the what's grace? Just grace. So okay, let me let me read. I I wasn't gonna. Oh, finish. it's okay. Oh, There's sorry. No, no, no. It's nope. okay. You don't need to apologize. <laughs> it is composed of twenty, meaning redemption, and five, uh, five or grace multiplied, five by five. So, so five is grace, right? Five is grace. That's what I was going to say. I was like, grace maybe five grace. is grace. That's why it's five, grace upon grace. Yeah. Whoa. I love that. Yeah. That's, 25 is a sick number. That's dope. That's a cool number. That's dope. I had a feeling it was going to be. Should get that tattooed. Just 25. I'm going to get ta- that on my upper arm. That's a tattoo idea. Oh, I could just put all the numbers. <laughs> anyway, um, we left off last podcast. You were talking about how you hate being tamed. Oh, and that the culture of intellectualism and church culture and conser- oh conservative culture wow. and those around it have squashed and sat and took a fat, fat dump, took a fat dude. dump on your they put their butt cheeks <laughs> on my dreams and shat all over it and they said you're a dreamer sit right here bubba here come these butt cheeks and they that's my butt cheek noise on person okay, that's enough okay too much and they um tried to yeah Sorry, you said it all. They tried to tame you. Um, <laughs> you you tried to carry on with the vision. <laughs> you kind of, you kind of covered it. So yes. um, they did that, and um, <laughs> it got me thinking. I was already thinking of this. Ooh, and this is exactly the same. Ooh. The avenue. Oh. The avenue that I'd like to walk with you on. Ocean's Avenue. My question is. Oh, right off the bat with the question. Okay. Should I start with that question or should I start with. The Enneagram 9 being like, which question should I start with? Just start with the question. I'm going to start with the question. Yeah. (laughs) My question is, well, because you said that you had your dreams pooped on. I didn't say those words. You did. 
day. You just did. No, 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 no. You said well, they took a fat dump, spread their cheeks on your dreams. I. That's not how I felt, but that's... Okay, can you just sure. say yes? Sure, yes, yes. My question is... Ooh. What are your dreams? Oh, my God. What are your dreams? Oh, goodness. What are the dreams that were squelched? Oh, my gosh. I, I and can't... squashed. That's such a good question. These are things that, like, I will cherish in my heart. <laughs> right. Because uh, there's just things you don't share all too much. I will say this. You can tell me something. What are you looking for? Well, here's the thing. What do you want from me, right? I want to hear a tidbit. Okay. Just a tidbit. Okay. About your dreams. Uh-huh. And you can tell me, you don't have to tell me like specifics necessarily, but like your dreams before. Yes. That were squished and squashed and squelched. <laughs> but just a tidbit. Yeah. Of what th- those were. Yeah. Um, like just a... You don't have to be specific. Yeah. But like, tell me. You don't want to share any of them? I never had like... um, Specific dreams as in like... I want to do this. Uh, I want to have a big business. I want to... Whatever, whatever. Yeah. But as I mentioned in the previous pod, my desire, even when I was a kid growing up, um, I just was like, I always, I'm just going to say it. I don't care if I sound foolish. I, I always felt like, man, I'm made for greatness. Yeah. Like, like Simba. I'm, I'm, yeah, like Simba, sure. I've made it, I'm here to do some something great. Mm-hmm. Now, we can get into this later, like, we maybe need to find great, but. Yeah. I always felt something, a pull. Like, I'm literally, yeah, yeah. it's like a magnetic pull in my chest. Yeah. Like, I always felt that. Yeah. Before I was a Jesus person and I was in high school, I lived that out by, I, I lived that magnetic pull out by like, I want to make a big impact on people. That wasn't maybe necessarily my language, but that was what I felt. And then when I met, when I encountered Jesus that night, I was like, oh man, this is it. Yeah. Like the magnetic pull made more sense. Mm. It made more sense. I'm like, oh, I want to like, I, I feel purpose to do something great for God. Yeah. Um. So yeah. that's it. Yeah. I'll say that's my like the, the the underbelly of all of my dreams. Yeah. Well, just the idea to, um, to have the pull and the like desire to be great it that can be very like shamed in the church Ooh, like it's so confusing because they'll like 
want you to want to be great. Like you should want to be like a, a, you know, a missionary, a pastor and like lead thousands of people. Like you should want, you should be pursuing and wanting that, but you can't want to be great. Interesting. You have to like, you have to be both. Like you have to want to be great, but also not want to be great. (laughs) Cause you're not allowed to want to be great, but you have to want to be great (laughs) like literally like i swear that's what they teach it's i don't know someone else might be able to say it better than i but that's kind of the concept you said it well so when you say that i think it's beautiful that you want to be great i think that's honest and i think it's true and i think that that's good yeah but someone a, a voice in my head from when I was young is like, you shouldn't want to be great. Huh. So it's this like tension of like, well, no, because that's about you. Hmm. Like, that's about your ego. Right. So, but I know that that's not what it is for you, but that's the like voice in the back of my, my life, you yeah. know, kind of of like, you can't want to be great. I think that um, one thing I've noticed with you and I um, through deconstruction of all of these things, yeah, I've noticed this in myself, but I feel like I see it in you too. Um, and it's like just kind of blooming. But I feel like... Um, sorry, I feel like from deconstructing, we have the freedom to dream. Ah. Because I feel like in, in the box, in the box of church, mm-hmm. in the box of conservatism, in the box of white evangelicalism. I can't, how come I can never say that word? Evangelicalism? L- evangelicalism. Okay, I think I'm saying it right then. <laughs> um, but in that box, the the dreams are so small. They're so limited. Mm. The dreams are so like, you have the pastor, you have the missionary, you have the, you know, whatever. And they tried to kind of make the box bigger a little to be like, yeah, you could be a ballet dancer that really loves Jesus. You know, like right. they kind of tried to make the box bigger. The NFL player who talks about Jesus. Right. Post-game. But it's yeah. still so small. Like it's still like, to me, it's like the box is so suffocating hmm. and small. And I can't dream in that box. Mm. Um, and... When I'm out of it, I feel like I have the freedom to dream. Mm. Like my life doesn't belong to a system anymore. Mm. So I could actually do what I want to do. Mm. And now I have to sit here and think about what do I want to do? Because I've never thought about what I want to do before. It's always what should I do? Wow. And so when you're saying like, I wanted to be great, it's like, that's what you knew at a young age because you felt the freedom to think that. Mm. But like, 
it, I think that's been squashed, like you said. Like, yeah, I did tamed. kind of aggressively cuss on the last pod. You, <laughs> you've been tamed, and because I think of the box that you began to live in. Yeah. But I feel like as we're coming out of that box again, I've noticed that when we talk sometimes and we're dreaming together, you're saying things that it's like you're you're thinking different. You're saying different things. You're dreaming different. Like you're being like like creative, you know, with your like we could do this and this and this and it's like that's not in a church building right right like like before for a while you were in a church building yeah your dreams were in the building yeah it's like how can i be a youth pastor or how can i be a whatever and be great but like you were in the building yeah in your dreams but it's like now just to clarify i didn't no, no, there no. wasn't an urge to be great. It was I wanted to do something great. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a big difference. I think that both are great. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. Just I, to clarify. I know. Yeah. I, I mean, I think the people know. I think they know what you meant. Well, that's cool. And I think that that's the thing, though, is that you shouldn't have to justify that. I yeah. think that it. I think that it can mean. Obviously, that can mean lots of things. Yeah. But I think when you're saying it, we know what you mean. Yeah. But I just think for a while that you and I both, but like, I'm speaking for you right now. <laughs> so just deal with it. Um, for a while, your, your dreams were held within the building. And now it's like, I've seen you think creatively of like outside the building. Yeah. Like new ideas. Yeah. Different approaches. Yeah. Different businesses, different whatever. Yeah. Where it's like you're thinking in a way of like free freedom to have a different perspective. Yeah. And for me also, like that's very new. You know, mm. like just is it? Would you say like, are you are you grieving that at all? Like, does it make you sad? Like, do you feel do you feel like it was robbed from you at all? It's hard to say robbed because I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> you just said it. <laughs> No, I was thinking like, <laughs> I'm not, I, I'm kidding. it was like not really taken, but I really felt I, I yeah, I mean, I don't know. I kind of took it from myself and that's why it's hard for me to like. You took it from yourself. Yes. What the heck does that mean? Well, for example, I know when I was really young, like nine. Okay. Eight. Seven. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Keep going. Keep going. Um, I know that I was like, I had a dream in my heart. Stop. Don't do it. <laughs> no, I did. I had a dream in my heart that was very much like, 
I want to be a singer, mm. right? Or like, I want to be like famous, uh. like that type of dream, uh-huh. vaguely. And I remember very like clearly being like, no, that's stupid. Oh my god! And you shouldn't like want to do that stuff because what's the point? Like, there's no point. What's if the- it's not for God? In a in a sense, there's no point in doing it. So here's what's crazy: if it's th- that phrase is common, right? If it's not for God, then what's the point? Yeah, you could say that and phrase that in different ways. If it doesn't please God, then what's you yeah. know? It's a waste of my time. Yeah. Like all, you, there's so many different ways you could phrase that. The problem with that is usually God, little God, little G. Usually, usually God in the confines of a building is the pastor. If my dreams doesn't serve his vision, their vision, yeah, then what's the point? Yeah. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it can definitely turn into that. Yeah. That's most times how it is for dreamers in who are dreaming in that capacity Mm. or in that environment. Sorry, in that environment. It's often like the lid for those dreams started off as Jesus being the lid. Mm-hmm. And then it quickly turned into the pastor being the lid, the church leadership, the theology of the church being the lid, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And the thing too is that it's like, the dreams become, it's kind of, so this whole topic is kind of intertwined um, dr- with calling, dreams and calling. Mm-hmm. They're kind of like intertwined. And so a lot of times the theology of dreams, you know, is the same as the theology of calling. Right. Or similar. Right. And so what you have happening a lot is like, I have to do my dream has to line up with my calling or my dream has to like, I need to make sure that it's my calling. Like my dream, I I can't, I need to figure out what I'm going to choose to do because it has to be right. I have to go the right path. You know, there's so many wrong paths. I have to do the right one. Yes. And so the dreams kind of end up being like a mishmash part of that. And it's like, well, I have this dream, but you know, I don't know if it's my calling. So it's not a dream. Like I'm going to get rid of it, you know, or whatever. Yeah. So that also was a part that played of like, well, this dream isn't my calling. So I'm not going to, not going to pursue it. It's become another lid. You're right. right. And also you, you tend to Christianize your dreams too. Yes. Where it's like, well, I want to be a star, but really that means in Christian world, I can be a worship leader. Right. <laughs> like, yes. No, don't do that. Yes. If you want to be so a star, go be a star. Yeah. Don't be a worship leader. Please. Yes. That's the problem. That's the problem. That's Okay. That's just like 
I mean, these are two subjects kind of, but like that is another issue that I've said before and I'll say it like over and over again is that like your call, like your dream, if it's not church related, don't make it church related. Mm. Like don't make it be church mm. so that you can do it. Because that typically ends up in someone who wants to be an actress becoming a pastor or something, you know, yeah. it's like, I want to be a, I'm a theater kid who <laughs> just wants the stage and now I'm, I'm a pastor Yeah, because I get the stage. Right. But it's like, they don't, they're not conceptually like, they're not doing that on purpose. Yep. It's just like an accidental, like translating their dream to Christian world so that they can find happiness. Yeah. And it's like, you know, but you're just satisfying your stage, your stage need. Go satisfy that at the, the club, at the uh, theater club. <laughs> yeah. Like go join a theater club yeah. and satisfy your stage need. Yeah. Because it's great. Yeah. Your stage need is beautiful. Yeah. But don't do that as a pastor or like a worship leader because that's, that's wrong. Mm. That's what I think is like, that's wrong. Mm. Like satisfy it the way that you really truly want to satisfy it. Interesting. By being a star, by being a you know yeah in the theater, by going out and being, and but we're taught we can't do those things because they're not related to to God. They're not related to like biblical. It all has to be a service to God. So you have to then move it, and then then you create problems. Right. It's like no, just it all has to be service to God and. That theater, that theater club is not a Christian right. thing. So right. it's just like, oh, we're doing Hamlet, but like that's not godly. Yeah, yeah. So you don't do it. Yeah. But now you're, but now you're just using the the stage at church to be your stage. So that's all, exhausting. All that to say, that's I, my soapbox. I just don't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It makes me think. Um, t- going back to what you're saying earlier, before you went on your soapbox, which is a great soapbox. Yeah, I like when you stand on that soapbox. <laughs> By the way, where do the soapbox go? Like, I imagine somebody steps on the soapbox and then talks, and yeah. then they get off, and then like, yeah, it's like they're they just keep stage. walking in kind of this ultra universe. Is it like a foldable box that they just put away in a backpack no, like and you keep crate. walking? It's a crate. I think it's like a crate. You just and you just step on it to to say your speech, and then you get off. And yeah. You go on your merry way. No, but there's different soapboxes. So is the soapbox not the actual box that you stand on? What the heck or, are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> like you have different soapboxes. I I thought we were talking about historically, like where did it come from? <laughs> I literally thought that's what we were talking no, about. No, I was like in Metal World. Oh. And you're down here I was like, in like history. History. No. <laughs> Why did I say history? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> anyway. Anyways, what I was saying yeah. was uh, about dreams. How you said dreams and callings are often intertwined. And I think that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing. No, no, no. Let Wait, me finish. You go ahead. Let me finish. I actually think that um, a lot of people will 
live toward their dream from what they feel like they were called to. So if calling is A, that's your starting point, and B is where you're the, you, the next point that you're trying to connect to, B is connect... What? I'm really... I'm Are you lost? A little bit, but okay. just keep going. Essentially what I'm saying is <laughs> your dr- in in this ide- in this ideology where dreams and callings are intertwined. Dreams are always tethered to calling. Mm-hmm. That's what the source. That's kind of like the yeah. that's the heart for all of the dreams. Whatever the dreams will be, yeah. they flow from your calling. That's yeah. usually what is taught. When yeah. those things are intertwined. And I think there's some truth there. And I think there's some wisdom in that. My thing, though, is I think we need to be more like Abraham. And or Joseph, where dreams are not intertwined with calling, but they're intertwined with promise. Mm. With God's promise. Mm. They were given a promise and they were not called to anything. Mm-hmm. They they just kept living. Yes. Yes. And that's the thing though, I, my my solution <laughs> to calling <laughs> is that you need to make calling very broad. Uh-huh. Yeah. Very broad. Right. So either get rid of it altogether. Yeah. And just like you said like live on promise yeah. and just keep living. Yes. Or make calling so broad. Yes. Because the when you make it specific, then Dude. your dreams are tethered to it. Your dreams oh are tethered gosh. very short. Yeah. Very short. So a calling, if you keep calling broad, your dreams can be tethered to something broad. And then it should be fine. Or just get rid of it altogether. No, your dreams should be tethered to a promise. But what I'm saying is, though... I'm not saying that magnetic saying pull that if, I felt in my chest. Yes. It felt like a promise. Okay. But listen, okay, that's great. And I believe that. Sure. But if calling is simply you're a son, right? Then that to me is you can tether a dream. Yeah. Because it's such a long tether. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's essentially a promise too. Yeah. But it, but it's like, like calling is, I'm, I'm a child of God. Yeah. That's my calling. Yeah. So if my calling is that, then my dreams are tethered to it. <laughs> that's limitless. Limitless. So that's the thing is like, to me, calling should be so, but so that broad. limit. That limitlessness is hard for majority of people. Okay, but here's the thing. Yes. Because... <laughs> Are you going to start every sentence? <laughs> okay, but here's the thing. But we got to... We got to... I'm not saying it's hard We got to teach people... Yeah. ...about calling. Yeah. And what I mean by teach people about calling is literally pull out everything they know about calling. Yeah. Like okay, un- here's... Unteach. Here's the first thing. <laughs> Here's the first thing to unteach. Uh, This is really popular with a lot of uh, four square people. And this is like 
not just Foursquare thing. This is kind of like the evangelical church model. Have you ever heard on a Sunday church service during the announcements, our calling class starts in a month, get signed up. Uh-huh. Almost always, I guarantee you, the content for the calling class will always end up with spiritual gifts mm-hmm. and the offices, the fivefold ministry, pastor, prophet, evangelist, shepherd, teacher. Yeah. Uh, it always ends up in those things. My point is that's a big danger because what you were just saying earlier was like when we're constantly boxing up our calling, this is one way we box it up in the evangelical church, the Western evangelical church, the white evangelical church is like, it's gotta serve the one vision of God and they only believe that vision of God is inside the building of a church mm-hmm. and therefore they're going to teach those things but the reality is here's the most impractical thing that pastors make the m- m- impractical mistake that pastors impractical mistake that pastors make yes <laughs> uh, if you would just look at the amount of hours that people live in a week. And then how much time are they inside the walls of your church building? Yeah. We should, like the practical thing is like, we should want to disciple them. What's another word for disciple? We should want to like strengthen them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We should want to teach them how to live into the ways of Jesus in the majority of their life. Mm -hmm. The majority of the life is outside of a building. But when you make the dream that will touch and spread over the majority of the life inside the walls of your church, Mm -hmm. it's dangerous. It's suffocating. Yeah. It's also like so discouraging to think that, like I just remember being like a young mom which I'm a medium mom now. Um, yeah. They're not babies. So I'm yeah. not like a young, like young, uh, you a sexy a mom medium. of babies is more, is more of what I meant. You a sexy not like medium. a young slash old mom, but like a mom of babies. Um, I remember that that was like, partly the mindset is like, this is my calling because like a mother is a great calling. Right. Like, right. you know, whatever. But that idea that this was my calling was such a bummer. <laughs> like, this is my calling, I guess. Like, it's such a bummer. Oh it's so discouraging. Yeah. Because what you're doing, if you have those mindsets, what you're doing better be your calling or else you're not doing your calling. Right? Right. And if it's your calling and it's kind of like lame, like this is my calling, I guess. So now you're discouraged because like this isn't maybe the greatest chapter of your life and it's your calling. Yeah. Like it, it has to be. Yeah. Like you don't really have any other choice but to say that it's your calling. Yeah. Because otherwise, what are you doing? Why aren't you doing your calling? I will, let's put a kind of uh, 
asterisks in this real okay. quick okay. and say if you're if you if you actually feel called by God to be a mom and it brings you a lot of joy and stuff or dad, then do it. Oh, that's yeah. That's not the point of what you're saying. No, that's not the point of what I'm saying. And so the thing that I'm the, saying that, is that... You did say that that is lame. No, 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 and no. It's, it was lame for you in that experience. Well, the, well the, the thing that's lame for me was not that I was a mom because I actually enjoyed... I mean, there was things I didn't like, whatever, but like I enjoyed... Um, overall, being a mom, I wanted to be a mom. Being a mom of babies was a joy. Yeah. But I didn't want it to be my calling. Like, I didn't want to. Uh, I didn't want that to. Okay, this is my calling, I guess. Yeah. Like, I wanted to do it, but right. I didn't want it to be like, like, this has to be surrendered as my calling. So, you're saying maybe we in a way when it comes to calling and dreams we over spiritualize just the like daily routine right of life. just the normal chapters of life like why can't somebody just be a mom for a season and, and not it, have to is. worry about calling and it's not my calling but i also love it yeah but the thing is like that's the thing that's a whole conversation's the all thing it, is that's the thing it's <laughs> the whole conversation's all messed up because you can't even you shouldn't even be saying any of that yeah you shouldn't even be saying is this my calling or is this not my calling so now just with that already we've already like off on a bad foot okay why do you think that well because i said calling needs to be broad broad so what i needed to then back up and think is my calling is i'm a child of god mm. so yeah i'm a mom right now that's great what do i want to do in five years that's great what do i want to do in 10 years that's mm. great i'm still going to be a child of god that's still going to be my calling right so the thing to me is like when I have to have a calling that's specific, then it has to be what I'm doing. Otherwise, I'm not doing my calling. But being a mom has to be your calling because it's not, it's like it's morally right in a, in a Christian world. I mean, in most worlds. Right. But it's morally right to be a mother. Like yeah. it's like it's a good thing. Yeah. It's not like bad. Like, oh, you're a mom. Ew. Like, that's bad like most people there are some but most people don't think it's morally wrong to be a mother yeah so it's like well this is good yeah so is it my calling right like it has to be my calling because i'm doing it and it's good it's kind of like i don't know it's like because you couldn't say well this isn't my calling because you can't just dip on the kids to be like God wants me to do something else Ugh. but that is like so you have to believe it's your calling right because God wouldn't want you to leave right that's what I'm saying is that it must be my calling because God wouldn't want me to leave my children so obviously God is calling me to this but the problem is that we've it's like you there's too much emphasis on that word that's the problem because yes you should be doing that but is it your calling like that's the word that's the yeah. haunting word right that shouldn't even just be even being said because it's too confusing yeah and like even now it's confusing to even explain um but 
that's why I think it should be considered something that's a broad thing hmm. that we're all called. What does the Bible say? Like we're called children of God. Oh, we're called. Yeah. You know, like we're called. There, there's things that is refers to us that we're called. Right. But I think to then break it down too far like that is where it gets like, oh, it has to be so specific. And if I'm not doing it, I'm not I'm not doing it right. My dreams have to line up with my calling and my right. So anyway. Yeah. Um, I think that what we dream is what we should like that is what we should like what we should pursue but I also think that dreams can come and go like dreams can dreams can naturally change yeah for various reasons yeah and it doesn't mean you have to be like oh I I had a dream of being a star when I was 10 yeah I don't you know do I still need to like follow that dream? You know? Right. Not necessarily. Like some people, yeah, that's like, there's a, there's a reason you're still dreaming that, you know, but some people it's evolved. It's changed. It's different now. Right. Um, but I think the biggest thing with calling is that like people need, I think like you said, I love what, I love what you were saying about Joseph is like he just believed in a promise and just kind of lived his life like he was in Egypt and he just sort of like did his best like um, dude imagine he did his best imagine the freedom he's just doing his best living out your everyday <laughs> toward your dreams he's just doing his best from a promise versus like a calling. Yeah. And he was, he was doing his best and he was elevated. He was acknowledged all this stuff happening just cause he's doing his best. Yeah. And then he was listening to God and he was like leaning in wisdom, you know, leaning into to wisdom and doing his best. Yeah. And like literally that's it. Yeah. And so like in life, like, why are we not just doing our best? Yep. Like, leaning into wisdom. Mm. And, like, letting God kind of move, elevate. I feel like that happens to me all the time. Mm. Where it's like, I'm just going to do my best. I'm going to lean into as much wisdom as I can mm. and then God opens doors and shuts doors yeah all the time yeah and then I lean into those doors yeah. like oh those are open okay let's go over there and it's like not this huge deal of yeah. like is this my calling though right I don't have to test it to my calling yeah I just do it yeah like if God is leading me into doors I go into them I don't need to test it to my calling to figure out if it's right for me or not the calling is not the the ultimate say. Yeah. And also calling is not calling that's really well said. Calling calling is not the ultimate say. But also calling isn't the thing that has like sustained us. Yeah. Like a lot of people will sort of 
revert back to that like um revert back to that thing as if it's like their source of encouragement yeah for me and i i would say for you uh and us as a unit like it's almost like we have sustained through everything three different churches you know groups you know of people mm-hmm. a pandemic all of those things mm-hmm. financial struggles marital struggles everything mm-hmm. uh, with the promise of a church community Mm-hmm. That's that's really been it, you know, and that promise has been. I'll say I'll even be more specific. The days that I have been depressed is when I have focused on the calling. Mm-hmm. Uh, the days that I've been most encouraged and even open to hearing the encouragement of the Spirit mm-hmm. were the days that I was focusing on the promise. Mm-hmm. Super clear. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like calling calling is a burden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was talking about that a few weeks ago in our church community. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Talking about Jeremiah 29. That's yeah. like one of the greatest ones uh, that people revert back to for calling. And the idea that the idea of calling in Jeremiah uh, has been we like the we've been using this word a lot in our community McDonaldized. Mm-hmm. And the idea is like how can we put how can we how can we profit off it mm-hmm. and uh, how can we widen the margin to profit? How can we grow profit as fast as we can? How can we profit off of calling? Yeah. And maybe not money, maybe, but maybe other things like, you know, making myself feel good. Yeah. You know, all of those things, right? And we have, we have made calling a burden by profit, by McDonaldizing calling in Jeremiah 29 by making about the individual. Yeah. And what I was telling everyone was like, that's actually setting us up as a burden to be so discouraged. Because the idea of calling into Jeremiah 29 was that it was God calling an entire community to something. And like, I just, and then if you go to Matthew, uh, Matthew 8, 20, Matthew 20, 28, Matthew 28, the great commission. Mm-hmm. Like the great commission wasn't for one or a few, but it was for a community. Mm-hmm. And not only, not only um, is it a burden, but it becomes like it be in this obsession with individualistic calling becomes exhausting mm-hmm. because you're, the individual was never made to carry a communal calling. Yeah. And like yeah. that, that's like a big thing also, you know, it's like, how can we help shoulder 
the calling of everyone. Yeah. And maybe in doing so, we'll realize, man, like me shouldering their calling opened up a door to my dream. Right. Or whatever. Yeah. And the majority of like the Bible um, examples, you know, there's a few spearheads of like you could say the collective calling yeah but we're not all spearheads <laughs> yeah, yeah like some right. of us are just here yeah like collective yeah like i'm here to just garden and uh <laughs> and do my best i'm here just know? to be the f- <laughs> to bring joy to the group yeah i'm here to make jokes yeah i'm here to be the village idiot yeah and it's like not everyone's a spearhead and some people will have that weight yeah of being a spearhead yeah but like most people won't yeah so it's true it's mostly collective there are some who will be like they'll have this spearhead like maybe directive but it's just mostly like it's a collective thing and like there's so much pressure off if you see yourself as a part of a collective instead of the yeah the soul pl- you know i have plans for you oh my <laughs> like, god for me yes what are they right and then listen I this is a nap this is where I, my deconstruction in this has been really hard because I feel, I'll just say it, the deconstruction of like heroes of faith. Yeah. It's been hard. Yeah. Not because, it's been, well, it's been hard because one, I believe we have idolized positions we've idolized calling we've idolized this idea of like chasing the white rabbit yeah and you know what they say about chasing white rabbits yeah i don't have any idea (laughs) (laughs) don't know um but also 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 um it's been it's been hard because it's been easy because of that I've been able to deconstruct those things. What's been hard to deconstruct is I still see value in like honoring those who've gone before us. And like Mother Teresa, amazing Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah. Like those are, those are spearheads. Yeah. 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 And that's the point is like, there's going to be those, there's going to be those. Yeah. Um, they probably felt a weight of conviction. But it's like still, even those spearheads don't need to have a calling that is overly specific. Yeah. Even those spearheads don't. Like and I would even still exist under a calling of and it could also be just like generation things like there were there were times where god used israel and then there were times where god needed david mm-hmm. there were times when god needed a community in seattle and then there's a time that he needed dr martin luther king jr in wherever mm-hmm. like i 
it's it there's it's hard because eras times plays into it too yeah like what is the wisdom of god in the time Mm -hmm. how is the mission of god the love of god going to be most felt outside of the church by the unchurched what's the most effective way that's going to happen in a specific time yeah do you think that you can mess it up do you think that that's a great question you can do the wrong thing that you can mess it up i think okay i'll say this way i think the only way that you can mess it up is if you quit and you can quit many different ways though you know what i mean yeah like you can quit by murdering somebody and getting oh locked god. up in jail. Oh my god, that's fired. You got fired. <laughs> no, even then, I don't think God will fire you. Even then, maybe like you'll get redeemed in jail and all that stuff, and then God will use you in prison. But all I have to say, like, I think that's the only way is if you quit, because. There are examples in the scriptures that apply, but also I just am very, my, my, my world of grace is so wide that like, I think God's got, got us. Yeah. And I, I think I agree with that. I think that, um, more of my question, although that, that's sort of like another piece, but more of my question is like if you choose the wrong dream or the wrong calling oh like in the world in in our sense of that word that we've been talking about um can you mess it up no 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 i don't think so do you think if you what do you think um That's hard. I think that um, I don't really believe in like messing things up like permanently. Um, That things can always be redirected. But I think that you could... I don't know how else to say it other than the way we've been saying it, but you could choose the, <laughs> choose the wrong calling. Um, only because I think that if you, I think if you do box yourself in, then you can mess up what you could be doing or what you could have. Ooh, that's a good th- idea. So maybe messing up is limiting. Yeah. Limiting yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Limiting like living in the box. Yeah. Um, choosing a calling is actually the part that's messing up. Um Oh my gosh, there's so many things. How important is momentum? Oh my god, I was gonna say that goes along with exactly what I was gonna say earlier. I think what's most important, like if someone's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to choose. I don't know what calling, what dream to chase, what, whatever. Exactly what you said, momentum. Uh I think you need to go and do 
what you want to go and do. Mm. Like what you feel called, you could say, in the moment to do. Mm. Like if you want to, like it's like, it's that momentum of like, just choose something. Just go. Like just do it. Just do something. Like it's not that serious is my thinking. Like my thinking is like, it's not that serious. Just pick something. Just live. Like, like, obviously I'm thinking through choices that neither are like good or bad, right? Like it's like, I don't know if I want to go to this, you know, move here and do this. Or I don't know if I want to get this job or that job, get that job, start this business. Like, what do you want to do? Like, what do you deeply want to do? Man. Go after it. Yeah. Like, why why are you worried about if it's right choice or wrong choice? Just go after it. Yeah. And then if it doesn't work out, go after something else. Yeah. And if it doesn't work out, go after something else. Like, keep going after, like you're saying, like, kind of the momentum of, like, just keep going. Yeah. Just keep, don't quit. Yeah. And, like, I think that your desires tell you things. So, it's like, I think it means, like, it means something. Like, if you want to do it, it means something. Yeah. Like, if if you're like, I don't know, I kind of want to, like, go back to school. Go back to school. Yeah. Like why? I don't know. Just go back to school. Take then. a freaking class. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe that one class was for... That was all you needed. All you... Exactly. Maybe you need three. Maybe you wow. needed... We put... That's what I'm saying is like the burden that we've placed on calling, right. we naturally put way too much weight And you just sit everything. there trying to figure out which way, what yes. way. And it's like just... It's exhausting. Just go. Just, just try some... Try yeah. some stuff. Yeah. Just try some stuff. I, I love what I love what um, Abraham did. Abraham throughout his journey of just going and following the momentum. Mm-hmm. Um, now, obviously, he totally different life. All that stuff. Like he was a he was a what was it, like a pilgrim. Like that was we're not pilgrims, so like our lives are totally different. Yeah, but. I love what he did is whenever he met with Yahweh, he always set up an altar. Mm -hmm. And if he was pressed or he came across that altar, um, he would stop and worship, give thanks. Yeah. He would create a moment to hear Yahweh speak. You know what's cool about that too? Is that he set that up? He would he would meet with Yahweh. Yep. He set that up, and then he keep going. He didn't stay there, and that's another problem. Is that we often think like, well, God is meeting us here, so I need to stay here. Exactly. But you don't think God's gonna go with you? Yeah. Abraham knew God would go with him. Yep. He trusted that God would go with him. Yeah. So he knew he didn't have to stay there. Right. So if you're in like in a spot where you're like, well, this is where I'm meeting God. Yeah. Well, does, that doesn't mean that you need to stay there just because that's where you're encountering God. That's what I love about Abraham. I mean, Father of Faith, shout out. <laughs> <laughs> shout out. <laughs> but oh my God. like so legit, like Abraham was told by Yahweh those words go. Yeah. 
and he freaking did it. Yeah. What was cool about that, though, was like he didn't have the confines and the limitations of a four-walled evangelical church that tried to limit and define and intellectualize and obsess and Mm. break down and Mm -hmm. empower, but also whatever, that two-letter word go. Mm -hmm. He just father faithed it, dude. He father faithed that go. Yeah. He just did it. Yeah. Yeah. What What would you say is like something in light of all this that you're learning or relearning? Uh, Well, I am trying to learn how to dream because it's not something that I've ever been good at um, because I squashed it so much as a kid. Um, So that's something I am learning how to so sad to dream my sweet little hannah squashing those dreams dude <laughs> dang yeah i'm trying i'm trying to like um let things like that sit because normally i just like dismiss them so I'm, I'm trying to learn to let them sit what what are some of the emotions that you feel when they come before you chase them away or squash it do you feel anxiety? Um, fear. Yeah, fear. Oh, fear. I the, I think it's anxiety as well, but the first thing that came to mind is fear. But I think it's anxiety as well. Is f- the fear bad or is the fear good? <laughs> That's a funny question. <laughs> the fear for good. Um, the, of course. I mean, not this type of fear is not good. Oh, the fear that you feel is bad. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's not like, it's not that bad. It's more like apprehension, but it is fear too. Got it. And it's a fear of like the unknown, a fear of failure and a fear of... All of those things are good. No, a fear of the unknown. Like the fear is not good. Oh, got it, got it, got it, got it. Maybe that's not what you were asking me, but the fear is not good. Yeah. (laughs) But the things are good. I mean, the the things are not good, but could be good. I would say the fear of un, the unknown is good. Like, is it good to be afraid of the unknown? It, and here's why I say it's good is because, like, it's natural. Oh, you're saying that. I get what you're saying. Yeah, as na- human, it's natural. Yeah. Yeah. As a human being. Yeah. No, it's per- and it's personality as well. Like, that's my personality type. Yes. Like, of... I get afraid of the unknown. I get afraid. Like that's, that's how I react, react to things. Yeah. So for me, it's like, it's just elevated in, in this way. Yeah. So fear will either cripple you or fear will either enable you. (laughs) No, it cripples me. Yes. It doesn't do the other thing. (laughs) She doesn't do the other thing, but fear, dude, fear enables me in a, yeah. No, it does not do that for me (laughs) at all. But yeah, it's just this feeling of like, how could I even like, I'll think of something or I'll dream of something. And it's like, I don't want to even think about how to even go about doing that because I don't even want to entertain the idea that I would be in the situation where I'd feel that unknown that I would encounter those things 
and have to face them. Those, those experiences that are new, those feelings that are new, those, those things that I've never seen before or done before. I don't even want to think about what it would even feel like to be in that situation. So I'm immediately going to shut it down. So I don't even have like, I don't even have to think about what it would feel like. <laughs> so that's where usually the dream goes. Wow. And dies. So you're so recently, lately, you're allowing yourself to. I'll sit with it. Wow. But I don't do much. I just, <laughs> I just sit with it. <laughs> I still don't try. I try not to think about it, but I just sit with it. Wow. So I let it, I let it be in the room. Oh yeah. But I don't look at it. Wow. <laughs> right. I'm like, I'm still not going to think about you, but I'll let you be here. Yeah. That's how, that's where I'm at. Mm. So things will creep in that I'm like, I think this is a dream. Like I normally wouldn't pay attention to it, but I was like, Oh, I think that's a dream. I think that's why I'm thinking about that. So what's and then I let one of your dreams sit and don't think about it. I don't like to talk about them. <laughs> you jerk! You had the audacity. You like talking to about ask dreams. Me? Yeah. You like dreaming. I know you're a dreamer. Dreamer. But the other thing I've been thinking about, sure, with this, I mean, going back to the stupid word calling, is. I actually do have a lot of things that you could consider a calling, right? Or like that someone might classify as a calling. Yeah. I don't think I would call it that, but that I want to do or be or whatever. Well, would, what do you think's like a, like a redemptive word or phrase for the, the word calling? Um, I think what people mean is something more like I just think that they're trying to say something that they're not um, I don't know I mean you could even you could say it simply like as well, career <laughs> like like what do I want my career to be like that's a dumb word career to me is a dumb word yeah but I can't think of something. I didn't want to say it. Something but. kind of like career. Yeah. That Vo is usually what people mean. Vocation was a popular word in the early yeah, like 1900s but it's in like, the church. You mean what do you want to do Vocation. as a career? Yeah. That's what you're like when you're saying calling. That's typically what people are referring to. Yeah. Like I want to be a vocational pastor. Or I want to be a writer who, whatever, whatever. Like, that's your essentially career that yeah. you're, like, chasing after. Yeah. Building, whatever. People are calling it their calling. Yeah. So I feel that that's usually what people mean. And I don't think that calling it a calling is good. Yeah. I mean, I'm all for mystical. And it is a bit mystical to call it a calling. Yeah. It's like someone's like a CEO and they're like, this is my call. 
<laughs> this is my I've been called <laughs> like that's mystical yeah. that's mystical AF it is mystical yeah again with your people with the mystical yeah and being like witchy yeah like I'm called <laughs> I am calling like just say you want to do that thing like and that's fine if you feel like God is in it but like you don't need to make it mystical but like sure if you want to be mystical that's great too all that to say i don't know what you should call it i don't know a good word yeah to re- like a redemptive word yeah i don't know i mean you could say like life passion yeah yeah maybe even just saying that you could say like because when you say like life passion yeah it's um it's coming from within it's co- exactly. You're saying my that's life the, passion is to be a writer. Right. That's coming from within. But when you're saying calling, yeah. you're putting that on God. Oh, whoa. You're saying my calling is to be a writer. That means God has told you to do that. Right. And so that's a lot of pressure to find out what God has told you to do. So much pressure. Why don't you just decide what you want to, what's your, your passion? Like yeah. you just said, what's my life passion? Okay. I can figure that out. Yeah. I can't figure out what God has said yeah. because that's elusive and I don't know what that even means. But it's you know? mystical. It's mystical and great. That's great. If you want to be that's mystical. mystical. Yeah. If you want to be mystical. But that's the problem, I think, is that, like, you just kind of pointed out the difference. Yeah. The, like, is it coming from within or are you trying to find out this from God outward to you thing? And that is when it becomes slippery and weird and you're like yeah. I don't know I can't decipher like da 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 and it's like it's not that serious like I'm pretty sure God put it within you right yeah right like God puts it within us yeah so let's just like be at peace right that what's within us mm-hmm. is probably good or at least you know coming from a good place yeah Maybe you can twist it and warp it mm-hmm. and become greedy or whatever, you know? But, like, the passion within, I think that comes from God. Mm. So it's like, the answer is within you. <laughs> <laughs> Look inside. Oh, what is that from? I don't know. Look inside. Look inside your heart. It is in you. Is that Simba? It's not, that's not a quote, but it's like similar to that. I don't think so. No, it's like when the, the monkey like points to his, Oh, Rafiki. It's within you. Like he says something like that. I swear. Yeah. 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 Cause he looks at his reflection. Yes. I think that might be it. Something about within you. Yeah. And what's cool is when he looked inside himself, he he saw his, he saw his dad. He saw his dad. <laughs> Freaking Mufasa, dude. Everything God is in Lion King. Yes. I just want you all to know this. Yes. Because, like, that is where you will find truth. <laughs> Thank you, Disney. <laughs> he looks at his reflection. He sees the father. But then he sees him. Then it, he sees it, himself. It flashes back to him. Yeah. And then the monkey's like, it's you. It's time to go. <laughs> 
boom, but I'm da 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 da. How does that go? I love that song. That one's epic, and he's running, and he's like, yeah, and he's running with the gazelles all of a sudden. Where'd the gazelle come from? Wait, it's kind of cool. I want to hear that song. Anyway, um, so. You've been dreaming and you've been sitting with your dreams. Yeah. Oh, and then calling and and forget calling, but finding my life passion. Yeah. Um and kind of realizing I have the freedom to decide what that is. Yeah. Because that's the thing with with this calling and with all of this mystical, elusive, weird stuff that I was raising is like you had to like be like deposited a calling by God and like you had to like figure it out or like hear the Lord's voice. Like there wasn't, it's, it's like, it's, it's very like you have to do it right. Yeah. Or don't do it, you know, type of thing. Or like, that's at least my approach is like, if I'm not going to do it right, I'm not going to do anything, you know? Yeah. And a lot of people are that way. They'll they'd rather just sit and do nothing than mess up and do the wrong thing. I, I'm thinking of the like literally hundreds of times that we've been in like winter retreats or summer camps or whatever with our youth. And it was kind of like a cool epic night where it's a, Hey, we're going to be praying over this and that to receive your calling or whatnot. And we'd invite students up and pray over them. Yeah. I'm thinking back to those times. I rarely ever prayed a specific vocation over somebody. Yeah. There were like sometimes, and it's cool to see some of those come to pass now. Mm-hmm. Um, but rarely, mo- not rarely, most of the time it was listening to the Holy Spirit and the Spirit saying encouraging things for their heart, what their heart needed to hear in that moment. Right. Yeah. And that was like, so thinking about that, like if calling is to be anything inside the church, calling is really just an opportunity for us to be like encouraged encouraged encouraging encouraged, their identity encouraged their identity uh or like the little i remember like sometimes the the teens would pray over the other teens mm-hmm. and the teens would be like man you're just the leader of our group and this or that like mm-hmm. it's so funny like their prayers would just turn into like almost like things that they see to be true about the person in their like life and just like affirmations it's just affirmations yeah it turned from like intercession to affirmation yeah and like they would just affirm or like other things like you're just a defender of our you know blah 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 i feel like that's those were the times that meant a lot yeah that to those youth mm-hmm. just being affirmed mm-hmm. in the things that lo- in the things of their heart mm-hmm. um 
And I think those things are important to constantly get us to the point of our life passion. Mm -hmm. And then as we're like living out our life passion, we need those moments again to like encourage us and strengthen us. Yeah. Yeah. Like for like me, there's a lot of things I'm like, oh, that's my like passion. I'm like, I'm like realizing I feel like I have the freedom to like feel all those things and, and feel like they're all good rather than being like, I have to stand by one of them as my, like the voice of God. Um, but I feel like as I like, say for example, one of them's like, I want to write like a book, you know, like I want to be a writer type of thing. Then if I have people in my life who, you know, come alongside me or they're like, when you write, like, it speaks to me or like whatever, right? right? It affirms that in me that, that, that this is something that is actually, um, touching people. Right. So that's like kind of the, a little bit what you're saying of like that affirmation, like we'll need, we need those affirmations along the way. And my point is, is like the whole setup of the evening or those special services was like, come up and get prayer for your calling. Mm -hmm. But what ended up happening is the Holy spirit would intercede. Yeah. Literally intercede come in between and be like, just affirm them. Yeah. Just just strengthen their hearts. Yeah. And obviously that's not true for everyone because there were those times people got prayed over. Right. I remember one time as a kid, I was at a thing that they were like kind of encouraging people to like be vocational ministry, like calling, you know, type thing. But I do remember it was at least in this experience of mine, they asked, do you want to be like, they didn't say like some people, maybe they did. And I just don't remember it, Yeah, but they weren't like some people are called and you know, you might feel the Holy spirit and you should stand up. They didn't really say it like that. They said it as far as I remember, they said it. If you want to be a pastor, or whatever, stand up. Wow. So it wasn't so much like this mystical, like, which mystical can be good and bad, but it wasn't so much like this um, thing of like, I feel called, I don't know. Yeah, making it like heavy in that way. But it was very much like, do you want to be? Stand up and we're going to pray over you. I remember I stood up for that. Yeah. But it was because, I think it was because of the way they asked it. Wow. Because they said, like, do you want to? Yeah. And that, I'm like, I can answer that. If they had asked, do you feel called or whatever, I wouldn't have stood because I wouldn't know. I'd been like, I right. don't know. I don't know. But they said, do you want to? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do want to. I'll stand up. Mm. So it was like a simple answer to me. Can you share the story when we were at life at that conference? Which one? Which story? Which story? Which story? And we got prayed over by those people about calling. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, we got prayed over at a prayer. It was a Wednesday night prayer meeting. 
um, and we were engaged at the time. And they were praying and prophesying. And one, um, one at of, that time, I was brand spanking new to that stuff. Yeah, and I, uh, I just remember the one prayer. Um, at the time, and there was a lot of prayers, but I just remember one that said, "Your um, what you guys have laid out before you is like a buffet, and you can choose anything from the buffet. Like there's so many options, and they're all good. So that like that was for us like a about at the time we kind of had the mindset of calling. Yeah, and we were like, wow, we're like we called to like." whatever we want (laughs) like we're we have a buffet of calling yeah and i mean that was a cool thing that was a cool like thing for someone to have prayed over us and prophesied over us um because it was a very freeing thing to to have um laid out for us i don't know what it would have been like if they had said something different like if they had said like God really wants you to do this one thing. Like, you know, and like, yeah, like we would have done that one thing. It would have been a little, that would have been heavy. Would have been heavy. The other thing was heavy too. I th- I just think about that story because like, there's another contrast fast forward. Sheesh fast forward. Oh my gosh. Seven years, nine years. And we're at a conference in Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah. And the the thing that's different about this one, yeah. So this one we get prayed over, and they say, um, "Lord," and this is this was before we had done anything with church planting, yeah. Other than briefly discuss it, yeah, like once, yeah. This um, person prays over us and goes, "Lord, I just thank you for their church plant." Yeah. So it was a very specific. Yeah. But the thing that's so cool about that is we already had that dream. So again, it was affirming. It was affirming what we already knew, like what we already felt. Yes. So it affirmed our life passion. Yeah. Like it affirmed what we already were like, oh, let's do this. This would be fun to do. Let's do this. And then they said, thank you, Jesus, for their church plant. Like. Yes, that is good. You should do that. Yeah. So it's like, and for me, that's that was just that's confirmation. A, that that's was a promise. Yeah. For me, that's a promise. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, Father, thank you for the promise. Like, mm-hmm. this was not from those person. Those people never knew us before that. Yeah. They don't know us to this day. Yeah. Like they're big old pastors in Hawaii. Yeah. Um, So it's just interesting to think about like the differences in what the differences in like our journey of being called and how or not called of our journey of like hearing from God and all of that and how it wasn't ever what maybe we were told we needed to be listening for mm-hmm. based off of the box or you know sort of calling in the white evangelical church in the evangelical church yeah 
like the things we heard wouldn't necessarily satisfy the yeah. expectations of yeah. that. Yeah. But because of that, we had the freedom and the promise and the encouragement and all that stuff. And it's like, again, like, are you seeking the calling or are you seeking? What are you seeking? Like, what are you going after? Yeah. And I don't think it's just like you have to live like in like randomness. It's that we also lean into wisdom and like, yeah. like walk in wisdom, walk in faith, walk in relationship with Jesus. Like, like, like trusting that he'll be there. So it's not just like random and like just do whatever, like. Of course, you should take time to pray. And like when in those times, you will be given wisdom. Yeah. Like that's the thing. It's like that wisdom comes and you're like, I feel right about this. Or, you know, like I feel, I feel confirmation about this. I feel, you know, and someone else can help by confirming that for you, you know, but it's like, but it's not like, tell me what to do. It's like. I already feel this and I'm having it confirmed or I'm having it affirmed. Right. Or, um, Lord, like, like affirm this in me or like give me wisdom yeah. to make the right choices here. So it's like, if I'm going to buy a house or something like God shuts doors and opens doors, you know, it's like Lord open doors, like, right. like make this easy or make this clear, you know, yeah. but like, but it's not me waiting to hear God say, like, go buy a house. Yeah. It's me having the passion to buy a house. Yep. And then leaning into the wisdom of how to go about it. Yeah. Or where to turn, to, you know, where to look. Where Knocking to, on doors. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like, that is totally different than being like, what's my calling? What do I do? It's like, what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. What, what 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 speaks to you what what do you feel what what's your heart tugging toward right and then go toward that yeah and then what's hard about all of this though kind of circling back to where we just left off on the previous podcast mm-hmm. when i aggressively cussed <laughs> i not a big <laughs> aggressively it wasn't aggressive <laughs> no it wasn't fine fine thanks thanks uh what's interesting is i felt f- frustrated yeah about it because i feel like that word life passion is even more helpful in this mm-hmm. is like the degree of passion that I feel for living into something that's great mm-hmm. has been kind of boxed yeah, by people's own like limitations or people's intellectualism, all of those things. Mm -hmm. And that's hard. That's hard for dreamers. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not uberly sensitive, 
But when it comes to dreams, I am. Mm. And I don't know why. I don't know why it is. Like, I wish I wasn't that way. I wish I wasn't overly sensitive about those things as well. Uh, um, it's not like I'm overly sensitive in the, in the, in the aspect that like, I don't ever talk about it because I probably talk way more openly than I should. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing is like, that is one example of this thing where it's like in with calling and dreams, there's this idea that you shouldn't talk about it that much. But why? Like, if dreams and life's passions are best lived in community and we feel strengthened by community, then shouldn't community be at least somewhat of a place, some safe place to be able to like process? Mm-hmm. Like, just because I talk about a dream doesn't mean I'm going to go do it the next day. Like a lot of times when I talk about dreams, it's like live processing. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm not, I've not thought about what I'm saying and I'm thinking about what, what is coming out is me thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not like you where like, I've thought about things for a whole bunch and then I talk about it. Yeah. That's not how I am at all. Um, yeah. I mean, I do that on purpose so that people will not. Um, like I don't want anyone to say anything about my dreams to like critique them or to give input or to like (laughs) you hate getting input no yeah but it's like it's it's something that I want to fully flesh out before I tell anyone like it has to be fully fleshed out that's hard that and that's why I mean yeah it is hard but it's like but because I want to avoid anyone like kind of critiquing it or or bringing up something about it that's gonna like make me question that I hadn't thought about yet and I I would like to think about that on my own yeah I would like to question and think of those things on my own yeah I don't want someone else to show me those things I don't want someone else to question it and then me have to process that in front of them that is horrifying to me it's like, do not bring up things that I have not thought of, please. <laughs> Wait, why? Because <laughs> I want to be the like I want to be the one who critiques it. But there's gonna be like I'm, with anything I'm in life, gonna, like, there's gonna be things that own, you don't on see on my own time. But there's gonna be no matter what, even if you felt like I've seen everything, you're still gonna miss things. Yes, that's true. But I want to make sure I have almost everything fully thought of so that if someone's like what about this I can be like yes I've thought of that and this is what I'm but why do do you feel the need for that because I don't want to process live in front of people that's literally like the the main reason that's so foreign to me (laughs) I don't want someone to see me like process whoa Interesting. Like in for something vulnerable. Wow. For something that's not vulnerable, it's totally fine. Yeah. But for something vulnerable, I don't want them to see me process it. Interesting. Until I've 
Like if I've already processed it, I yeah. can share it with them. Yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, it's just, yeah. It's a process of learning how to dream and learning that you can have, like, it's not just one thing. Like, you can have many dreams. Mm. And you can have many life passions. Could be a buffet. You can have many passions. And you can, you can maybe do them all. Maybe there's some that you won't get to, that you won't have time to do. That, you, that time runs out and you don't have time to do them. So what I've thought of lately is like, what do I want to do before I don't have time to do it? Wow. Like, that's what such is, a good question. What's most important? Yeah. So it's sort of like, I'd like to do this. This is a dream. This is a passion, whatever, whatever. But like, what if, what are you going to be like disappointed if you don't do? Laser focus, baby. Like, what's the thing that's like, I just got to do this thing. And then, okay, now I can do another thing. But like, if for some reason, if I run out of time and I can't do anything else, at least I did that one thing. Yeah. Like, what's that? Mm-hmm. That's what I've been trying to figure out. Wow. Yeah. This is really good. Yeah. Why don't you share one with us? Well, I think... I'm write, just kidding. Well, I, I do think like writing a book might be one, but I'm, I'm still not sure if it's top. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what's top. Maybe this is bad. Maybe I shouldn't be thinking about what's top. But part of me wants to think about what's top and then pursue that first. That's mm. kind of that's kind of what I've been thinking about. Yeah. Maybe that's too much pressure still. Mm. But I don't know. So good. What a Oh. This is the song. Yes. <laughs> I love it. It's when he knows. It's so good. Go he and know, watch Lion King. He knows his calling. <laughs> go, go and watch call, the the Lion King. It's amazing. He doesn't know his calling. He knows his identity. Right. And he runs home. Yep. He doesn't need to know his calling. He knows his identity. Yep. And that's all he needs to know. That's all you need to know. Everything else will take care of itself. Mm-hmm. Just do your best. <laughs> Just do your best. Take a nap. Cook some food. Just do your best. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yep. Well, thanks so much for listening, everyone. Yeah. So, grace. Such a good one, talking about dreams and stuff. Dreams. Grace upon grace. Go dream. It's hard to dream when you're not giving yourself time. It's hard to dream when you're not asleep. (laughs) Go sleep. Yeah. Go to sleep, dude. Uh, Thanks for being here for Grace Upon Grace episode. Kind of timely episode. And we will see you next time. We will see you next time. (laughs) Goodbye.